It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love Talking today with a very special guest about prayer. Thank you, Getty. This is Evelyn. We're in studio, and we're going to do something really exciting today. We're going to talk more about prayer and praise. And in the studio are two lovely ladies and a beautiful lady who's joining us today. So, hello, Missy. Hey, Miss Evelyn. This is Kathy Enderbrock. It's great to be in studio today. Good morning. Happy summertime, friends. Grab your cup of coffee and let's love talk together. And we have with us Coach Carrie Brinkater. Hello, friends. Welcome to Love Talk. Oh, my goodness. It is a beautiful day. And I love being here at 8 a.m. on Saturday mornings with you, my friends. And thank you so much for joining us. This is still a little bit of a new time for us. So um, hopefully you've told your friends and um, my mom had to reset her alarm. She had her alarm on her phone set for every week on Saturdays at 1.55. Her alarm would go off. She'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 love talk, love talk. And now she's reset her alarm so that she can catch us on Saturday mornings, right? Um, so super fun. We're so well, We are really fun. getting some new traffic. That's uh, good. Yeah. That's good. You know, they'll call me and say, I lost you. Where, where are you? Where'd you go? Well, they have to find you, Miss Evelyn. You know yeah. that your listeners are have been loyally devoted to you. You've been doing this now for 35 years, and so they're going to find you. Uh, you can't hide, Miss Evelyn. <laughs> well, you can't hide. friends, we have a great program for you today. We have a very special friend of ours who is in the studio with us. She's a contributing author for Miss Evelyn's new book, Love Walking and Love Talking. And so we're going to pull back the curtain on personal prayer experiences. We're going to share about some of those and the exciting work that God has been doing among our nation's leaders, our college youth, our families, and uniting the church. And, you know, I know it's, it is we're facing a very divided time in America right now. We need prayer more than ever. We need people reaching out to others in love and not hate. And we're going to talk a bit about that today. We're going to be discussing our guest's special work in prayer, prayer leadership for the past 30 years. And we have some good news today, friends. For those of you who are tired of some of the bad news and the dreary news and the sad news, we have good news for you today. God is attentive to the prayers of his people. Mm -hmm. He answers prayer today, and he provides a stream in the wilderness for those who are walking through those deep, dry desert valleys. Mm -hmm. He created you, and he will listen and answer today as you turn to him for direction and help. Our key verse for today comes straight out of the Psalms, right in the middle of your Bible. Psalm 17, verses 6 through 7 says this, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me. Hear my prayer. Show me the wonders of your great love. You who save by your right hand those who take refuge in you. Friends, some of you out there, you need some saving today. You need some great love today. You need some wonders to happen in your life. And friends, God is willing and he is able to do that for you. So, Miss Evelyn, you've been working hard on this book, Love Walking and Love Talking. We're going to introduce our guest in just a moment. But I want to hear from you first about what's been happening in your week. Well, we've got it pretty well. The printer's got it. He's tired and he's retiring and so he's moving a little slowly uh, but uh, we are really excited about the possibility of a 
of some of the things that we were doing in that regard with the book and uh, just waiting to see what God provides and we're praying and seeking his leadership. Um, it's it's come to a point that we really do have to love talk with him. Mm-hmm. We're in a state in this nation right now that is so dangerous and so scary that we have got to connect with and the Lord, he says, you know, come unto me and I will hear you. I will answer you. I will heal you. And so we are going to be doing some unusual things with the new book, uh, hopefully. And we've got some sponsors for that. And so it's it's probably another three or four weeks away before they're, you know, printed uh, because of what's going on. But we're going to be ready to go. And we're looking at a big new capital event that uh, we're, the possibility of coming in January, mm-hmm. and we had to plan six months out these days. When you get old, <laughs> you can't do it all in one day. <laughs> That's well, so true. In this, in this current climate, you have to plan <laughs> six months out, right? I and mean, you make reservations to go to the gym today. The gym opened back up, but you got to make a reservation. You can't just walk in the door. So, yes, planning is key. Kathy, what's going on with you? Well, Aaliyah is moved out of the Baylor dorm. We had a great visit uh, with some family up in Dallas after we finished moving her out of uh, Baylor in Waco we went right up to Dallas and spent the weekend and then have just been having a fun time visiting family and friends in Texas and enjoying the great state of Texas well so funny after we did radio uh, last week I get home and your daughter is at my house and so (laughs) precious and nobody asked you if she could be at your house is what I heard Okay, so I got the phone call like my (laughs) sweet 15 year old son you know he's just having fun with his friends and he he gets gets home and and he got me so excited to see his buddy Faithy they've known each other since they were a week old and um you know he's like oh oh mom i i kind of forgot to ask you but is it okay if uh, faith and sean come over and well we're kind of all here <laughs> like, i was like yeah but it's fine just you know i gave him some instructions but so excited um, to have your sweet family in town, and I know that it's so important for your girls to reconnect and to to continue co- to connect with these friends that mm-hmm. they've had their whole lives, mm-hmm. and so important for me to get to hang out with you because I love that part of my life, and I'm so glad that you're in studio with us. You know, as we talk about this current climate, Miss Evelyn, and you talk about scary times and your new book coming out, Love Walking and Love Talking, it just reminds me that we're to give no opportunity to the devil to take foothold in our lives. We're to give no opportunity for him to do that. And getting on our knees in prayer is a great way to not give the devil a foothold in our lives. And when we are praying and we are seeking God's face, you know what, friends? He can't make a... He will make your paths straight and he will clear the right path for you. And there won't be a question in your mind as to the right thing and the wrong thing to do because you're seeking God's face. And we just have a wonderful friend, Kathy, here today to talk with us about prayer. Now, this is a gal who has uh, had a life dedicated to prayer and sharing prayer with others, speaking on prayer, teaching on prayer, 
praying with others, intercessory prayer, international prayer for the last 30 years. And we had the pleasure of having her and her amazing husband, John, join us for the Washington, D.C. spring trip in 2018 when we went there to pray with all the senators and House members uh, in the U.S. Congress. Now, she is a contributing author to Miss Evelyn's book, Love Walking and Love Talking. Boy, do we need to be talking and walking in love right now, ladies. And uh, in, in, in this book, she shared her personal experiences as she and her husband walked through the halls of Congress in Washington, D.C., and prayed with our nation's leaders and their staff. Um, this is Vicki Porterfield, and she is founder and president of Prayer Fields, a ministry which equips believers to serve and pray in their field of in- influence. She's taught biblical relational p- prayer in multiple nations. She has served as the head of the intercessory prayer team at Passion Conferences for 18 years. For those of you who know the Passion Conferences, those are conferences that bring together upwards of 40 thousand youth and college students together throughout the nation transforming lives during these conferences her husband john is a former cpa he has led his own accounting practice in austin texas uh previously and he has also served as the cfo for a believer owned company in israel pretty cool if we have questions on israel ladies we can ask and Vicki and John are both active in the prayer activity of Austin, Texas, as they lead various intercessory gatherings weekly. Vicki Porterfield, welcome to Love Talk. Well, Kathy, it's so great to be here. I just, I'm excited to see uh, what you're doing here in the Austin area in this region because um, goodness knows we need it. <laughs> we need we need these voices to be heard. Absolutely. And, you know, we do that on the national scale as well. This, you know, the, the weeks, the last few weeks have been so deadly uh, for physical life. And uh, there are just so many things that we, um, we are experiencing, I think, at this time that we've not seen before. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that is so exciting is to uh, know that um, we've got friends like you out there working on work. Working on the absolutely, but we, you know, we um, we really want to start with how it is that you came to know the love of the Lord Jesus. Would you give us a little hint? Well, I'm going to tell you, my life with Christ began in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I actually was born at Seton Hospital when Seton Hospital was not in its current location, but near the UT campus. And then, as a very young, you know, right after that, you know, my parents moved to San Antonio where I was raised, but uh, I came to Austin as a freshman to go to UT because my dad said, when you poke us, it bleeds burnt orange and white. (laughs) So, you know, we go to UT that he would cover the expenses if we went to UT. Uh, I was raised in a very intellectual environment, uh, did very well in school, graduated, you know, high in my class, uh, and to me, Jesus and Christianity was just a crutch that I didn't need. Uh, I came to the University of Texas and found myself in need of a savior. Mm. Uh, it was during the Vietnam War. It was lots of struggles on campuses. And I said, what do I do? And uh, mm. ended up going to a meeting that uh, appealed to the intellectual. 
It, it was, you know, the intellectual side of Christ led by a young man named Josh McDowell. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. You didn't stand a chance. <laughs> and he was, ve- he was very young. He had come here. He would come regularly to UT to meet his girlfriend, who then became his wife. But uh, anyway, he, he came through, and we had a chance to uh, meet, and he asked some Serious questions and presented the intellectual side of Christianity, mm. as you know, way, way before he had written his book, Evidence That yeah. Demands the Verdict. And so I just quietly said a prayer and received Christ. Mm. And, uh, you know, this this is the time of the Jesus movement. This yes. is the Jesus movement in the early 70s, late 60s, when, you know, God would just visit people. And I felt like God just visited me. And uh, I was baptized in Town Lake by a friend uh, oh. a couple of years, like a year later. And I thought, okay, I committed my life to Christ then and there. And honestly, I've never strayed, never, never, never not believed in Christ. Always felt like that was just the foundation of who I was. So starting from the time I was 18 years old, I've loved Jesus. You know, last week we were talking with Monica Klein about all the problems with the anger and rioting and burning cities and everything in our society. We've we've talked about the dehumanization of life, yeah. about, you know, through pornography, through abortion, and now through, you know, color of your skin, that you're a less than kind of person, which is ridiculous. And I love that, that Christ as creator is the one who created humanity and Christ when we come to him, when we are feeling less than and not enough and not good enough and, you know, subpar, he's the one uh, that takes our head that's hanging low and lifts it up and gives us value and life. You know, it's amazing uh, what one man can do when he arrives in a city. Yes. Mm. And, uh, we we came to Austin in 1969. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van was a, a rep, and um, we wanted to live in Round Rock, but we couldn't find a house. So we got just inside the city limits, and it was a new development. And suddenly, within six months, we were totally covered with people from Kentucky. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. From IBM. I and, you know, I, when we came to Austin, I, I was mad at God because I just, we, we had had a really hard year. Uh, my brother was killed, was murdered. My uh, Van's mother died with leukemia, and his dad died with heart trouble. And we had small boys, and it was just horrible. But, you know, it didn't take very long for me to look out and see the lives of these 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 people around me was going to have an impact on my children. And so, you know, uh, Josh McDowell was one of those mm-hmm. and who's an answer mm-hmm. to prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, friends, I tell you, we uh, want to hear from Vicki about uh, her chapter in the book of love walking and love talking. When she and her husband went to Washington, D.C., to pray with all 535 members of Congress. That prayer trip, that trip was different than any other prayer mission she has ever gone on. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear what happened, what God did, and some of the surprises that were in store for Vicki in a minute after we hear from our sponsors. Friends, you're going to want to stay with us for Love Talk right after this. 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and in studio, the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison, and our beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, and Vicki Porterfield, who has led prayer in Austin and across the nation for 30 years in many many ways. She wrote a chapter in Miss Evelyn's new book, Love Walking and Love Talking. And Vicki, I know that I was not able to go on a trip um, two years ago. So sad about that. But I've heard all about it um, in many ways. And I know you guys just had an incredible life-changing time there. And the the chapter that you wrote in the book is um, is about one of those experiences. I just want our listening friends to know that there are so many scriptures um, in the word regarding prayer. Just for example, Jeremiah 29, 12. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. Friends, he hears our prayers, and Vicki is a testament to that. Uh, so you went on this trip, you and your husband, John, um, with 24 other prayer leaders to Washington, D.C. to pray with all 535 members of Congress. So that, I mean, what a task. What a journey. You guys were exhausted. I remember Kathy and Evelyn telling us just about the long days, but yet you felt so energized, even though you were spending so much time. How was this trip different than other prayer missions you've gone on? I think uh, when we were in D.C., we felt a specific assignment. Um, You know, many times you go and you pray for something and you're not sure what God's Mm going to show you. You're not sure what you're supposed to do. You just kind of walk around in a mission, a prayer mission, and you just kind of are attentive to whatever you see. But uh, I think this particular trip, there was such a calling Mm -hmm. and such an assignment for us. And I think we don't often understand prayer assignments, you know, that God assigns us a person or a place to pray for. And uh, I call it a prayer field, but God gives you an assignment. Mm -hmm. And there was a very strong assignment for us that we were to pray for every legislator and staff. And it didn't matter Republican or Democrat, conservative, liberal from Texas or not. Uh, you know, we went to pray for everyone. And um, so that was exciting to me. You know, it wasn't like, okay, we're just going to pray for a few. Only the ones we like. Only the ones we agree with. Come you know, on. in the door. Yeah, or the ones. That, or sometimes I've gone and, you know, you just want to pray for the ones you don't agree with. We're going to stand outside their door and, you know, be, pray for them that they might change or drop out. You know, so this time we prayed for everyone. And that, I think, was a very unique thing. It was it was a surprising thing um, that we did, and I think that was really important. Um, the other thing I loved about this trip is we were able to connect with other ministries in D.C. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we think of D.C. and our government being such a dark place, mm-hmm. such a heavy place, uh, such a divided place. That we forget, we're we're like, oh gosh, we've got to pray for the government. We've got to pray for president. We've got to pray for the White House and all of the legislators. And well, I found out a lot of people are praying there. There's a lot of ministries there that are praying through the Supreme Court and for the justices and for the legislators. We met one gentleman who said, I'm just a pastor. I don't take any sides. I just pastor these people. I just pastor these legislators. Mm -hmm. And it was like, wow, just to meet these other ministries made it really unique and different for me from another permission. 
They did me too, and I, David's tent. Yeah. You know, but that was just out of my territory. Yes. I could, and, and you know, Brian Aldridge was with us, and he led a man to know the Lord, the Lord Jesus, that afternoon. Yes. And, again, it was not like you're going out there to be proper. It was like we were open, and this sunshine thing right here had planned everything so well. It was, <laughs> it it was a lifetime of blessing, yes, a lifetime of blessing. Yes, it was. Did anything happen on that trip that you would say uh, was particularly surprising? Where you're like, "Well, did not see you doing <laughs> that, Lord. I didn't expect that." Well, I think one of the things that surprised me was my husband. I mean, you know, those of us who pray or those of us who are in ministry, we always like are a little surprised when our husbands come alongside us and went, wow, okay, I think I'm going to learn from you. I think I have things that you're saying things that I didn't know. And let me tell you one of the things that John did. He was the one who introduced us. So when we would approach, we would go into an office. Mm-hmm. John would say, hi, we're here representing churches and the body of Christ in the USA. But we have no agenda, and we are asking nothing from you, and we have no complaint. And the person would just immediately, yeah. that, that person sure. would change their, <laughs> their whole face and expression. And that was a shock to me, you know, because I think everyone that comes to their office is demanding. I've got something I've got to do. I've got, I'm asking for something. I need you to take my side. I an need agenda. You. They have an agenda. Mm-hmm. And we had no agenda. And John taught me that. John mm-hmm. taught me what it was to go into a place with no agenda. And uh, mm-hmm. the other thing that was surprising for me is when we would say, we want to pray a prayer blessing for you. Yeah. Uh, and when we would go to a staff person. Yes. Generally, whoever that, whoever that person was that was sitting at the desk, said, well, wait one moment. And they would go to someone in their office that they knew was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And they would say, well, Holly, would you come? Bill, would you come? And we would pray with the believer there. And that was really unique. I don't think we went to an office that they, there was not one believer. You know, someone there would receive the prayer. Someone there wanted to agree with mm-hmm. us. Some loved Jesus and wept and wept. Some were a little cold and standoffish, mm-hmm. but they knew God. And so I was encouraged that there are Christians Likely in every single office. That was a surprise to me. And why were you willing to go all the way to Washington, D.C. to pray with our nation's leaders? Why not just save time and money and pray for them at home? A friend of mine says, when you're on site, you pray with insight. Oh, and so wow. I wow. think we were on site. Hmm. You know, when you're there, you smell, you see, you hear things, you feel things. You sense things even in the spirit realm. Mm. You know, you can walk in and say, I sense darkness or I sense a bright light and freedom here. And so when you are there, you can experience things which give you help and insight in how to pray. Mm. Whereas when I'm sitting in Austin, I don't know what's happening in those offices. I've never been there. So the good thing now is when I see a legislator or when I see a senator, I'm like, oh, I remember that office. I remember. I know how to pray. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know how to pray when I come home because I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I smelled it. 
I've heard the things in their office. I've heard the music if they've had music. You know, I've heard the, I've watched the temperament of how the staff interact. I have a better sense of how to pray. Uh, it, so it's important to go. You can't get that from not, you know. I will never going. forget the senator who said, you have to understand, we don't need your prayers. We are desperate yes. for your yeah. prayers. Exactly. And I can't tell you how many staff members uh, gave me their business cards and, and you know, I would write down what their prayer request is, and they would say, please keep praying. Please keep praying for our office. Please keep praying for our staff. Please keep praying for me. Yeah. And they were desperate for our prayers. Whereas, it's like you said, when we sit here in Texas, far removed, we think uh, all kinds of horrible things about our legislators and their staff. But when we go there and we enter into life with them, we can no longer dehumanize them. We see the flesh and blood, and we see that the battle is not against them. Mm-hmm. And we are, our God moves our hearts to enter into the struggle with them. Well, the first book that we wrote, well, not the first one, the first one I wrote was, was Bush, <laughs> um, was to um, just, for Texas, basically. Praying and praying across Texas. Yes, we went two different times and did what we did in D.C. And the urgency was not there. I mean, it wasn't as visible, I think, as because people knew us and it was like home to come in and all that. But I can tell you, it made a major difference when we went to D.C. And now, Ms. Evelyn, when you wrote the book, Praying and Praising Across America... And, um, you know, because I, I remember when you did Praying and Praying Across Texas and you went to the Texas Capitol here mm-hmm. in Austin yes. and you presented each of the legislators with that book. And um, and I mean, they they received it and you saw what a difference that made. And then you did the Praying and Praising Across America mm-hmm. and God gave you that vision for going to D.C. and praying with our, our Congress members there. I, that was the one thing that I never truly realized. I, I know in Scripture it tells uh, tells us pray for those in authority pray over you, you. Mm-hmm. but I never understood the importance of that until I went and did it. Well, we did that twice at Texas. Uh, we uh, I don't know why it, some just got skipped and they got their feelings hurt and so <laughs> <laughs> you know. they needed you miss evelyn yeah so but uh the one that we're working on now we're praying about going back to the texas uh senate and house and if the lord leads in that direction it will go back to washington uh i am uh, just a few months from being 90 years old. <laughs> young, 90 years wow. young, Miss Evelyn. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we don't know exactly what the Lord has to do, but we are so blessed that we've got this Miss Sunshine here and this Miss Sunshine here. That uh, And you, my word, the years that you've poured your life into this. Because it does make a difference. It does. So, Vicki, I mean, would you and John ever make that trip, trip again? Or, or if you did, would you do anything differently? Yes, I would go back. Um, uh, I think there, when we were there, there were certain legislators that were really more open than others. Mm-hmm. I would probably, you know, schedule more time with those that were really wanting to embrace. I mean, we we talked to a couple of uh, actual legislators, not their staff, that said, 
Great. We're so glad you're here. We want you to pray. But before you pray, we need our, I need my entire staff here. Mm-hmm. And called yeah. all of their eight or 10, 12 staff in and so we could pray for all of them. He said, well, I want you to pray for everyone. So that kind of gathering would take 30 minutes which would squeeze our day. But I would like to see us do more of that, you know, where we had those specific ones, you know. But I love being able to pray for everyone. There's something about praying for everyone, Evelyn, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and not just praying for a few. You know, we're called to, in Romans, it says, accept one another then just as Christ accepted you. That's Romans 15, 7 in order to bring praise to God. And what you're telling me, Vicki, is that there was unity that day, that yeah. there were no political party lines, that you just knew that you wanted to pray for everyone, regardless of how they felt about social issues or personal issues or financial things, right? That you wanted to give a blessing yes. to them. Yes. No agenda. And um, that's what we're called to do. Um, is is to not have that agenda. Wow, what fun. So what is the best advice that you could give to men and women who want to begin praying, but they're not sure where to start? I feel like I have these two women in the room that have dedicated their life. well, three women in the room that have dedicated their lives. Kathy, Kathy has her nonprofit, Let's Pray Today Ministries, and actually has a one of her sessions is on prayer for beginners. So what kind of advice would you give to those who just don't know where to begin? I would recommend they use the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. use the scriptures. You know, if you're not sure how to pray, you're not sure what the will of the Lord is for another person. You live in a city and you see, for example, the the struggles in the cities that we're experiencing now. You know, how do you pray for a city? How do you pray for a person? Use the Bible. Let me give you an example. One of my favorite passages of prayer uh, for intercessors is, is Isaiah 62. In Isaiah 62, it talks about being a watchman. And, but it starts out, it says, For Zion's sake, I will not be silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet. So I just put in there my city. So I just say this. For Zion's sake, for the church's sake, I will not be quiet. Hmm. For Austin's sake, I will not be be silent until her righteousness goes forth like morning and her salvation like a torch that is burning. And I put in my city in those in those words. I put in when I talk about love in First Corinthians 13. I put my name in. I put my children's name in there. And I say, love is kind. Love is merciful. You know, and I'm thinking, you know, bears all, forgives all. And I'm like, okay, that means Vicky does this. Mm. My daughters do this. My husband does, does this. And I put their names in these things. And I think that's a wonderful way to begin to pray. You know, we, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to pray. And God tells us his will. Mm. He tells us his will in the scriptures. So we can pray his will for our friends by using the word of God. You know, something that strikes me, Vicki, about you is that you're so passionate about this. I mean, you mm-hmm. you get choked up when you talk about praying for your city and praying for your children and praying for your husband and praying for yourself. Um, you know, it just it it it, it just um makes me so happy to see 
people so passionate about their word, about their work for Jesus, mm-hmm. right? You know, friends, it, it's not too late to ask yourself that question or too early to ask yourself that question. What am I doing that I'm, that I, that it brings me to tears. It brings out an emotion in me that is so strong that I cannot do anything but share it with others for the glory of God. Amen. Right? I mean, what are, what are we doing? Um, what am I doing that is so passionate that I just have to share it? Um, and that's our light. That's the light that Jesus gives us. And we're not called to snuff that out. We are called to let that shine um, to bring light to the darkness. Thank and, you. you know, I just, I mean, talking about passion, that's so um, it's so appropriate because I know, Vicki, you dedicated 18 years of your life to the passion conferences, to going and praying at these passion conferences. And, I mean, these are conferences that reach out to college youth, and they they draw crowds of over 40,000 people in one weekend, Mm -hmm. which is mind-blowing. And, like, Carrie, Coach Carrie, is always so amazing because she brings this perspective to love talk of all of uh, these young college women that she's worked with throughout her years as a college basketball coach and 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 how desperate these kids are these young women are for um answers amidst life struggles and and so i mean vicky i would just put this to you if if there is a a college youth if there's a young person who is is wondering if god is real and if he truly answers prayer can you share an experience for, from one of these con- conferences that answers that question yes. once and for all? <laughs> you know, I think we need to understand that God speaks to his children. Mm-hmm. We need to be expectant that God will say something to us. And I notice with young people, um, sometimes it's through the Bible. Sometimes it's through a friend. It's often through music. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. often through music that they will have this great experience. So I want to share one quick story that was phenomenal to me. It was a, a young woman who had gotten involved because she was a very liberal college in Oregon. And she was uh, very dismayed with the the kinds of things that were being taught there. So she said she was a Christian, but she had never committed her life to Christ. She just wanted to hang around Christians. <laughs> so she went to this <laughs> conference and at the end of the conference, she said, God, if you're real, mm-hmm. if you're real, I want you to play this special song for me. I want the worship team. And you're talking 10,000, 15, well, at that place that time it was about 18,000 people. She says, I want this song played. So she said it was almost midnight, December 31st. She was getting on a bus with other students at 1 a.m. At midnight, the conference was over. She listened cautiously and carefully and expectantly to every song that was played for three days. Never was this song played. And she said, there you have it, God. There you have it. You're not real after all. You really don't answer prayer. I knew it. In great disappointment, she got up and was walking out. The this, this stadium was, or the, actually it was an arena, was almost empty. And the worship team, who had already left, come back onto the stage. And this guy says, you know what? I just sensed God saying we have to sing one more song on your way out. So as y'all are emptying this stadium, we're just going to play one more song. And guess what they play? <laughs> okay. Gavin, <laughs> where's <sorry>. the <laughs> They played her song. Mm-hmm. 
And she lifted her hands and she said, Jesus, you are real. Jesus, Mm -hmm. you do hear me. Jesus, you do know me. Mm -hmm. And committed her life to ministry for the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I think we need to know that young people can call out to God and he will answer. And we can call out expectantly because that's who God is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knows us personally. And so I just want to say to every college student and every person who has a doubt, ask God to prove himself to you. Ask God to show himself to you. And he will. And he will. Vicki, that's such a powerful testimony. All, all of us in here have tears streaming <laughs> down our face. You know, I think one of the most powerful well, one of the, one of the testimonies I remember so vividly um, from my time in college ministry was um, typically the last uh, meeting of the year for our Fellowship of Christian Athletes group. We'd have our seniors kind of give a little testimony and talk about, you know, just their journey or whatever they wanted to talk about. Right. It was kind of their senior stories is what we called it. And I remember my heart broke this one um one gal said, you know, I really, I, I came here my freshman year to FCA and I strayed from God and I went to all the parties and I did all the things and um, I know that you guys reached out to me. I know that there's people in this room that try to get me back here, that try to pull me back into a loving relationship with Jesus and I wouldn't have anything of it. I just want you to know thank you. Thank you. And, you know, that... That just, it speaks volumes to our college kids. We want to sell them so short, right? You know, you hear all over media and you hear everywhere, oh, oh when you get to college, you're going to do this and this and this, and that's where you can, you know, go find yourself, whatever. You know what? You can find Jesus there, too. That's right. You can absolutely Jesus find there. Jesus there. You found Jesus at college. I know so many people who find Jesus there. And the ministry that you do and that you have done with college kids is so important. It's so very important because absolutely, and it is a proven fact that kids 18 to 25 have questions. They want to figure life out. And they're going to question what their parents have taught them in their homes. And that is a time for them to really absolutely nail things down. And with yeah. people like you, Vicki, that are um, committed and have been committed for all these years to praying for and allowing people to to experience this gift through prayer, um, it is it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, so thank you for your story about the Passion Conferences. Um, are those going on this summer? Do we know? I, I haven't I haven't looked. I should probably look that up. Passion Conferences meet between uh, really at, after January first. It's usually the That's January first, right. second, third, somewhere in there every year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the last one was at the Mercedes-Benz Dome, which was a big, big event, about 30,000. We just celebrated this last week. 20 years ago was one day, uh, 2000, and which was in the Memphis area. And, you know, I just, I just remember it so well because it was such a profound time to me, you know. And so, you know, the, the young people were se- seated in this, you know, on the ground, intense, but they were in this kind of bowl shape. And I remember saying to the leader, Louis Giglio, you know, these young people are in the bowl. They're our prayers. Mm. That bowl is full. Mm. That bowl is full. Those moms and dads and grandparents that are praying for their young people, those young people are sitting in this bowl, and we're lifting it to heaven Mm. for God to answer prayer. 
Mm-hmm. I love that God is, he loves our children. He loves our youth. Mm-hmm. He loves our young adults. He loves our moms and dads. Um, he loves our older adults. And there is no one that he leaves out. There is no one that is beyond his love, has gone too far away from his love. No depth, no height, no width. Um, every age group, he uh, gives all of us value. Vicki, I know now you are not working with passion conferences. You have turned your attention to other things, and I'm excited to learn what those other things are. Mm-hmm. Friends, you're going to want to know uh, where is Vicki Porterfield investing in prayer now? Where's her prayer field? Where's her love field? As Miss Evelyn would say, you're going to want to stay with us. We'll be right back with you right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Endebrock in studio with me is Coach Carrie Brinkater and the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison, and our incredible special guest, Vicki Porterfield, who has been in ministry and prayer for over 30 years. And Vicki, I just love everything that you've shared with us. It just is, it just inspires me and gets me so excited about what God is doing. And now you were with the Passion Conferences, really focused on youth for 18 years, and you've moved away from that. And the last time you and I spoke over the phone, you were telling me about the 203 Alliance. And and it's a, an incredible new ministry gathering co-workers together to pray here in Austin. Can you tell us about the 203 Alliance? What is it? How do people get connected to it? Well, I have to kind of give you a little background because, you see, as a prayer leader, my job was to get people to pray, whether they were praying for a city or praying for college students or praying for ministries and or praying for a church, and I would be training church prayer leaders. And so the idea is the more prayer, the better. The more intercessors, the better. So if we had 20, I wanted 200. If we were had 200, I wanted 2,000. I said the more we can get prayer, the more people, the better, the better. So I have spent my whole prayer life how to get more people praying. And uh, I read a book called ecclesia which mm-hmm. is the word for church in greek mm-hmm. and it said an ecclesia wasn't made of 200 or 300 or 2000 or 3000 it was made for two or three mm-hmm. in fact the scripture says in matthew 18 if two of you agree on anything and they may ask it shall be done for them by my father who is in heaven mm-hmm. for where two or three have gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. So I have people ask me, I want God's presence. How do I experience the presence of God? It takes two or three. <laughs> you want the presence of God in your life? Gather with two or three and ask. Go before the Lord and he will be there in your midst. So mm. all my efforts <laughs> at gathering lots of people, and now the Lord says, I'm just looking for two or three. Aww. Because I'm looking for people who are united whose hearts are towards me. 
And by the way, it's not one, Kathy, but two or three. And so I've shifted my thinking to how do we build groups of two or three? And we've started a group, a bunch of intercessory leaders in the city have gathered together and say, how do we build prayer in our city? We can build, you know, pastors get started, you know, want to build prayer in their churches. I'm looking for something more than church. I'm looking for kingdom of God Mm -hmm. kinds of things. How do we get prayer in the marketplace? How do we get prayer at the hospitals? How do we see prayer on campuses? How do we see prayer in schools? How do we see prayer in a bigger way? And folks, it's not going to take 200 or 300. God said two or three united together. So you start a group called the 203 Alliance, and the website is 203all, A-L-L, 203all.org. And so, and the O can be either a zero or it can be an O, letter O, when you type it in. So a 203 Alliance, and if, so here's the goal. I want every person in Boston, every person who is in a workplace, nonprofit, hospital, wherever you are, would you gather one or two other people and pray for that place? Pray for your boss. Pray for your biz- the business there. Pray for the other people who work there. Just stand with one or two others and ask the Lord Jesus to visit you. You know, that's so interesting because when we think of praying for those in authority over us, I automatically think of government. I forget that my boss, God, has placed in a position of authority over me. Yes, mm-hmm. yes exactly. And isn't it, it is, it amazes me, God realizes, you know, he just says, I just want two or three of you to agree, right? So one, he's like, I know how difficult this is going to be, but I'm asking you to do it because he realizes the power of unity, the power of unity. And in the United States right now, we see the enemy is desperate to divide. The enemy is desperate to divide Mm -hmm. at any cost. He's going to convince us that life is less valuable, that life has of of a certain group has no value, that that we don't have to see them the same way uh, that we see ourselves or that even we are not valuable. We see a huge increase in depression, in suicide right now during these times. But God says, I give you value. And Mm -hmm. even if you are looking for someone, if you feel um, cast off and isolated, you know what? You can have agreement with me. You can unite with me. And I just think the power of unity, we see unity in the the Godhead with the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. And, you know, folks, I just, unity is a powerful, powerful thing. Uh, My husband is a woodsman. Mm-hmm. He has a huge workshop, and um, he covered our yard with crosses, mm. uh, white ones and brown ones and red ones, for a couple of years. And he said, that's a lot of work, <laughs> you know. So what he did, he designed a three-in-one cross. And the first cross is Van. The second cross is Jesus. And the third cross is God the Father. And it, he has made 86 of those and given them away. Wow. And if you wonder where the Holy Spirit is, he's living in Van's heart. 
Mm-hmm. So he's on that first cross mm-hmm. with Van. Mm-hmm. I love the way that God works. Mm-hmm. So 203 all, that's for 203 Alliance, 203all.org. So when a person goes there, Vicky, they're they're signing up to commit to prayer. Do do you give them prayer resources or Yes, there's a lot of prayer resources available there. Books they can read, articles that we have that are on the website. Uh you know, this is not going to be a very structured thing because you can imagine us trying to keep up with every two or three people. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, it's, it's easier to, you know, keep up with 200, it, you know, <laughs> when you have groups of 200. Keeping up with groups of two or three is not, it would be, you know, a very difficult administrative task. But we're just, you know, we're imparting information and empowering the body of Christ mm-hmm. in prayer and saying prayer makes a difference. I mean, think about it. That scripture says, if two of you agree about anything they may ask, it shall be done for them by my mm-hmm. Father who's in heaven. I mean, wow. You talk about power. That mm-hmm. is power. We've just had Pentecost. Power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And that comes often by the power that comes from prayer and from uniting in prayer. So our goal is to see as many 203 groups. You can just sign up with your name and email. We're not asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. We it doesn't matter where you go to church. Doesn't matter how many people are in your family. You know, or what your background is. If you're committed to praying for your group in in your place where you work, where you live, where you play and that's why we want you to sign up for the 203 Alliance. You know, if anyone's ever saying, oh, my work environment is horrible, Mm -hmm. you know, you could change that. (laughs) Jesus Mm -hmm. can change your work environment. And I just think this is such an appropriate time for the times that we're in. And, uh, you know, I love this this question that that, uh, we have. It's so appropriate. We've been asking it to uh, some of our other guests during this time of isolation, of quarantine and with division in our nation what do you see God doing during this time well I think we need to recognize that God is shaking he is shaking everything I mean he is shaking the church he is shaking government he is shaking education you know he is shaking business he is shaking arts and entertainment you know I mean you you can see how everything in our nation and not only our nation in the world is being shaken. The medical profession is being shaken. And so this is God's work. That There is a shaking. And we think of a shaking as a sifting. So that the things that are holy will remain. And the things that are profane or unholy mm. will, will be diminished. God is shaking us. So we need to ask in our hearts, God, I'm uncomfortable. God, this doesn't feel normal to me where I am. Mm. I'm watching things on television and I'm shaken. I'm worried. What does that mean? God is proving us. God is asking us, what do we value most? What do we value most? What is the most important thing? I'm seeing people pray more than ever before. Mm -hmm. I am seeing people turn to their families more than ever before. Mm -hmm. I am seeing people say, you know what? Work may not be so important. I can do it online. I may not have to spend the hours driving every day. Mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing a lot of changes in people's hearts, and I think in good ways. And we're asking questions that we haven't. We've been too busy to ask before. Mm -hmm. We're, We're determining those values of the kingdom. What are the values of the kingdom that need to apply in our life? 
mm-hmm. we're recognizing how important it is to have friends and community and to yeah. agree and be in, in, in unity with mm-hmm. them. So this this idea, we need to know there is an enemy. It's not the people. There is an enemy. It's not the government. There is an enemy. And he wants to divide. Mm-hmm. And so we are called to pray. And, you know, we there's a Texas prayer guide that goes with the National Day of Prayer. You can look that up online as well as seeing buying books. Evelyn has these beautiful books as well. You know, that you can't look at this one. Praising and Praying Across America gives us insight. You can literally pray through the book. And there are prayers there for you to pray. It's so important. Thank you so much, Vicki. Friends, I'll just ask you this question. Are you shaken? If you're shaken today, I would I would implore you to just remember the scripture that if you call on God's name, he answers. He is there for you. We're so grateful. We're so thankful to our friend, Vicki Porterfield, for being with us today. And friends, just remember, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Friends, we love you so much. If you'd like to contact us, you can contact us on the love line at 512-249-6535. A huge thanks to our friend, Vicki Porterfield. And remember, 203allall.org. You can find her there. For all my friends here at Love Talk, we'll see you next time right here, next Saturday, 8 a.m. Take care. <laughs>